Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're going to talk about some undervalued players that we have found. We have two players each. So we've done, in the last couple of weeks, we've done a snake draft. We've done an auction draft. And I think we've started to get some ideas of who we feel like uh, going a little lower than we thought they might be, or they, they become decent values for us. So we got two players each we're going to go over. Before we do that, make sure you guys go check us out on all the different platforms. Um, YouTube.com slash fantasy football profit, Instagram.com slash fantasy football profit, Twitter.com slash the FF profit. All of those, fantasyfootballprofit.com. Check us out everywhere. And let's get going in this, Jeff. We have two players each, undervalued for 2022. Who is on your list to start? Um, The first person I'm going to talk about as an undervalued asset right now is going to be Marquise Brown. All right, Marquise Brown, the new member of the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, so... Wonderful thing for him. He has a good year um, over in Baltimore, and then he gets traded over to Arizona, who likes to air the ball out. So I already like it, right? He's got speed. He kind of showed that he can be a more well-rounded target. And Arizona is obviously much more of a um, an upside pick because, yes, Baltimore is great, but they're definitely run heavy. You have Lamar Jackson who can throw it deep, but they were not built to really get it to their wide receivers. Tight end heavy, and then they run. You go over to Arizona, and not only are you reunited with your quarterback that you played in college with, not only are they a wonderful offense to scheme and make sure you get open, but on top of that, you're playing with Hopkins, who is a Hall of Famer type of wide receiver, and he ends up getting suspended for the first six games. So on top of all that, you turn into the number one wide receiver for the first probably half of the year. And then Hopkins was already getting a little bit older. I still think he has plenty of uh, gas in the tank, but that does not mean that he's going to come back and assert himself as number one, like, you know, wide receiver on the, on the roster. So I think this is his opportunity to absolutely blow up and show that he can be the overall number one, a true top 10 talent. In Baltimore last year, he had 91 receptions for just over a thousand yards and six touchdowns. He did that on a a team that was, you know, up and down and really used him mostly for to take the top off of defense. So I think that the sky, the limit for Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, right now he's going as wide receiver 28. And I honestly, I, I think that he is easily in the top 20. I think that he has upside of a top 10 wide receiver this year because of everything going on. And this will obviously rely on Kyler Murray. Yep. But at the same time, you know, it, it relies on every quarterback if you're a wide receiver. And Kyler Murray, like, is a wonderfully talented guy. So if they get it together and he has to be super happy because they were friends, they played together, there shouldn't be a big learning curve with these two at all. And obviously they went out of their way to get him, probably knew that Hopkins was going to be suspended, my guess is. Uh, So they went out and got a guy that can be that number one. So I I absolutely love this guy. I think he is right now being drastically underrated. Yeah, he's – I mean, there's going to be no um, Hopkins there for a bit. It's just he's not going to be there. So 
this is a pretty good wide receiver three at this point. If you said what twenty eight is that where twenty eight? Yep. So yeah, wide receiver. It's a wide receiver three. Yeah, and he's behind Darnell Mooney. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, and this is using fantasy pros, which is usually relatively, you know, good and usually better than an ESPN or something who has a few people that I feel like are way out of place. Usually, this one brings it in a little bit. Yep. No, I like I like that pick. It's it, he's at a good spot yet right now. So I mean, he's going behind guys who just haven't done it yet either, like Jerry Judy, who I like, but that's just really hoping he shows up to play, right? And he hasn't done much. Um, also, he's the number two on the team, yeah. like guaranteed. Yeah, it's um, all right. Yeah, Marquise Brown, like it. All right, my first pick is I'm going to go with um, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb is it's interesting. So depends on where you look, right? Um, on Fantasy Pros consensus ranks, he's currently RB eight, which is you know it's okay. Um, he's going tenth in drafts right now in ADP on their ADP, and he's going seventeenth and overall. So seventeenth overall, and you can get Nick Chubb in the middle of the second round easily right now. I'm I don't know. It feels like he's fallen down a little bit. Where this is your guy that you get as a second rounder now. He's your second running back. I I love that value. I think he's undervalued. He ran for what 1200 yards 1200 yards and eight touchdowns last year where i'm just trying to figure out where this like drop off is happening in people's minds why he's falling down to like the 10th running back in adp here i'm gonna pull up see because he's eighth in ranks but then adp yeah let me pull this up all right so he's going behind javante williams right now i just don't i don't know i don't know why i i don't understand it nick chubb has been really good and consistent yeah i know kareem hunt's there and takes away some, but uh, I don't think enough. Nick Chubb is that good where he was seventh last year, ninth the year before, sixth the year before. His rookie year is 15th. This guy is as consistent you can get, and you get him as your second running back in the middle of the second round. Jeez, I'll do that all day. All day. Nick Chubb's going to be on so many of my teams. In auction, It's even he's even more undervalued in auction than Snake. I got him for 25 bucks the other day in our auction draft. That's crazy. So this one's more of a like, yeah, he's undervalued in snake by a little bit. It's not a crazy amount, but auction, it's it's way more. He, he's way undervalued. And the Javante Williams one, I'm not I don't hate Javante Williams, but what you're going for unproven right there. Why not get the guy who's been a top 10 running back for three straight years and has no shows no signs of slowing down on that. And he has a better quarterback now. Teams should be better. So Nick Chubb, I think I don't know. I don't I don't understand it to be honest. He keeps falling down. Yeah, I don't either. The I was trying to rack my brain to figure out why exactly the uh, the hate started rolling in. And I've heard it from multiple people. Kareem Hunt shouldn't really come into your pur- purview. I mean, I mean, why? He's been there all the time. Yeah. I think he's a very, very good running back. But they've supported both of them up to this point. And yeah, Deshaun Watson coming um, great. Honestly, I think is a really good thing. I, I think that they'll have more opportunities in the red zone. And also, he probably, I mean, I, we don't know this for sure. Maybe he doesn't get suspended. But if he does, they lean hev- yeah. like even more heavily on the running game for the first whatever amount of games they suspended. If he's there, then you think that there's more red zone, ta- like red zone handoffs. And Nick Chubb is a human bowling pin. So I, I, I personally have not lost any faith in Nick Chubb. I'm with you. I think that's a wonderful pick. And I have I have no idea why the hate is all of a sudden coming in. I mean, right now, so last year, even he averaged 16 carries a game. That's great. He doesn't yeah. catch the ball as much, I guess, as some people, but I, I have no problem with it. And yards per carry can be a 
can be an interesting stat. Sometimes it can be, I don't know, you know, it, it can be fluctuations that are just way up there and um, one year can really mess with that. But this is Nick Chubb's five, four years in the league. 5.5, 5. 5. This is started last year. 5.5 5 last year, 5.6, 5, 5.2. 5. That's really good in the NFL. He's never been below five yards of carry. And he's getting that is wild. 192 carries, 298, 190, 228. He's yeah. getting, he's getting, and you know, that's not overworked either. That's not a guy who's going to completely slow down here because he's been getting 300 plus carries a year, 200, 228 last year. He's, he has a good workload. He's not, I don't know. I, as your yeah. running back two, I mean, he should be a running back one. And, and, and this is an interesting one because I think a, like Najee Harris, even though he's fresh and he's going to uh, yeah. be in his second year, he is a guy that needs a lot of carries and he is going to be on a team that has a pretty much. Call it a new quarterback. Maybe it'll be Trubisky, but he's still going to be, you know, he's still going to be green. Yep. So which one would you rather have, so, Najee Harris or Nick Chubb? I want Nick Chubb. Exactly. I, I know where the Najee Harris thing. Oh, he catches the pass. He catches balls, right? Is he going to when you don't have an old Ben Roethlisberger who can't do anything and just dumps it off all day? That's what was happening. I know he's going to catch. Najee Harris will catch more balls than Nick Chubb. I don't doubt that. But it's not going to be to the extent it was last year. Najee Harris was getting all those you know, Ben Roethlisberger couldn't throw the ball anywhere. He just throw it to Najee Harris. That happened one game. He had what, 14 of those. It was ridiculous. So I, I would rather Najee Harris had 307 carries last year and 1200 yards, 3.9 yards per carry. He was, and I don't know if that team, I don't know how with Trubisky or Pickett doesn't matter. The team's not going to be as good. I, I want Nick Chubb over yeah. Najee Harris. I agree. I, I like, and I don't, I, I don't like the Chubb pick. And I don't know, dislike Najee. But. No, no, I don't either. Obviously, uh, I would love to have him. But it, it is interesting that the in in auction draft, you were absolutely right that the steep fall off mm-hmm. in price. These, you know, tier two, tier three running backs, you get so much savings on them. It is ridiculous. Yep. Well, even so, I like DeAndre Swift, right? But on on ADP listing here. DeAndre Swift is going RB9 and um, Chubb 10. And overall, Swift is going like five picks ahead of Chubb overall. Yeah. And I, I love Chubb. I love Swift. I do too. Again, I love Swift. I want Chubb over I, Swift. Yeah, I agree with you. And I love Swift. I was a big proponent of him last year too. Yep. So, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't under, I, I just don't get that. So, all right. That was my first guy. So let's go to your second. My second guy, and this this list will get longer and longer. I have, I have a, a yeah, few we'll, guys I could have easily talked about. We, we'll, we'll, sometime in July, probably yeah. towards later drive, we'll do another probably each five players list because yeah. I have more too. But yeah. we'll just hit and, you with and two today. I'm not. I'm going to go with guys that we've seen play. I'm not. I could easily go for a rookie right now, but I'm going to go for a guy that has shown that he can be a star in this league, and is being way overlooked because his team is so bad, and that is Saquon Barkley. I, yeah. I really thought um, that, you know, I wasn't going to have any issue as far as like, okay, he's going to be in the back, you know, back 10, whatever you take a shot at him, great. He has fallen all the way to running back 18 at the moment. Yeah. That is a ridiculous fall from grace. And I understand that New York Giants were dog shit. <laughs> they were terrible. And they gave him no opportunity to run the ball. But what I don't agree with is that they're not getting a little bit better. And the big one, too, is Saquon, and we said this last year many, many times. Look, he is coming off an ACL tear. tear. He missed most of the year before. Coming back last year, he wasn't going to have a great year anyway. We were completely off the bandwagon. We're like, yeah. you know what? I He's not worth the top 10 pick. And it's not because of him. His team is bad mm-hmm. this year. 
And he is going to have to rehab. The first half of the year, he's going to be figuring it out. He got that year under his belt. Stayed, you know, he was a little banged up, but he's relatively healthy now. Great. He is back. His knee should be healthy. He His offensive line should be a little bit better. Uh, they added some weapons on offense that should help him out. Hopefully, Tony will be healthy and, and Galladay will be healthy. Great. It should be all coming around. And this guy is an absolute stud when he is fully healthy. I mean, there's just no way else to say it. Even last year, he had a, and this is where everyone is going to get really stuck on. Last year, he had 162 rushes for 593 yards and two touchdowns. That's it. 13 games. Um, and it was 3.7 yards per carry. It is not good. That that offensive line was terrible. He did look a step slow. I really do believe, and we've seen this with, with other running backs, it takes them a little bit longer to get back into it. And if you have a bad team, it's not going to work. I think you're going to see much more closer to the 2019 Saquon, and that's not even saying he's going to blow everyone out of the water, but he's going to be very good. 13 games, 217 rushes for just over 1,000 yards and six touchdowns. And on top of that, they do throw him the ball quite a bit. Even last year, they threw it to him. Um, where are we at? And I completely... Oh, right there. And they threw it to him 57 times, and he caught 41 of them for 263 yards for two touchdowns. The first year, when he was completely healthy and played an entire season, they threw it to him 121 times. I'm not saying it's ever yeah. going to come back to that. But it could easily go back up to 70 times that they throw it to him, oh, yeah. especially if Galladay is unhealthy again or hurt or whatever. If he is healthy, they're going to find in creative ways to give him the ball. And another thing that I absolutely like, it's contract time. This is he his needs, year going into contract. How many times have you seen a player play their absolute butt off in order to get that mm-hmm. big contract? Best believe that is going to happen this year. I no, And if he was still in the top 10, I, would, I, I wouldn't you know, mention him, I wouldn't do anything. At 18, even if you're getting him, you're getting him as your running back two, running back yep. three? Oh my God, are you kidding me? That That's a league winner if you can get him actually that low. Yeah, oh yeah. I, I love getting, he's another one. Him and, you. There, there's scenarios where you could, honestly, if you drafted this way, where you go running back, you, you go three straight running backs, the way your draft falls, you could realistically get Somebody in the top, but then Nick Chubb and then Saquon Barkley is your third. It is not completely crazy that you could pull that off at all. It's actually where Saquon's going. It's it's completely possible um, to actually pull it off because right now he's going. Yeah, so it just depends on exactly where they fall. But Saquon's going in. If you're in a 12 team league, he's going at the very end, very beginning, like the very beginning of the third, right at the end of the second. So if you're in a 10 team league, you could easily pull that off if you're in a 10 team league. Which is crazy. Ten team league when Nick Chubb is going 18th overall and Saquon's going 24th overall, you can pull that off. You can you that's a that's crazy. Actually, you can pull that you can pull that off and it's possible you can pull it off in 12 teams. Chubb and Saquon is your two and three. Yeah. That, and, that's crazy. And he's not over the hill yet. He will be twenty five this year. He has another couple of years for sure. Yep. All right, here we go. My final guy. So this one, this is okay. I'll say this is for right now. Right now, today, if this guy is the starting running back on his team, he is undervalued. It's going to be Elijah Mitchell. And this is going to be based on right now, today. If Elijah Mitchell is the starting running back getting the work for San Francisco 49ers, at running back 22, he's undervalued right now. He, he just is. And he's going, 
in the fifth round in fifth round in 12 team leagues and at the end of the fifth round in 10 team leagues. So that's down there. You're getting him quite a ways down there. You don't have to, he's going to be your third running back. And if he's the starter for the 49ers, this is a pretty good value. Now Raheem Mostert's gone. They did draft. Okay, this is part they I think it's his value is going down a little bit because they drafted Ty Davis Price. I don't think the guy's that good. I, I don't. I don't think he's much. I don't know how good the thing is. I don't know how good Elijah Mitchell is. I'm not 100% sold. I've seen how many times have we seen these guys first year play pretty well. They kind of get figured out as they go, and they're never really that good after that. That could be Mitchell. He did end the year a little slower. That's my one worry. His last three games were 3.4 yards per carry, 3 yards per carry, and 4 yards per carry. So he did slow down. Overall, he had 4.7 yards per carry, 207 carries, 963 yards, five touchdowns. And that's in 11 games, though. That's only 11 games. And that's what he pulled off. That's pretty good numbers for 11 games. Oh, if he's the starter, there's no doubt in my mind he's going to be way up there. He's going to, but San Francisco's weird. That's the thing I just don't, I don't know. Do you think tra- there's a Trey Sermon reemergence or emergence? There's not a reemergence. He never emerged. Yeah. Trey Sermon could show up. I mean, I guess Jeff Wilson's out there. Michael Haste. They, who, did they sign anybody else? I mean, the 49ers love to do this. Yeah, so, I thought I thought they drafted like they dra- two running they backs drafted, or something. Yeah, they drafted Davis Price. Let me pull up their depth I thought they Honestly, I thought they drafted two. They I could very, be wrong. Well, though. no, they very well might have. That's what they do. They just load up running backs. They did last but year. They also probably know that who is going to, whose contract Jordan, is. Jordan Mason is okay. also on the team. They might have drafted yeah. them. Who, who, who is, uh, who's on, like, whose contract is coming up, who they actually want to pay, who they don't. And what I love about that pick as well is I do agree with you. There's a little more risk in it, but at the same mm-hmm. time, a lot of people will point to secondary stats where they're talking about burst or, or how many tackles you break or this and that. And his numbers probably aren't as good as, say, you know, the, the top seven yeah. guys or whatever, which it shouldn't be. That's fine. But you're on a team that absolutely needs to run the ball. Yep. Absolutely. To yep. the point where they're putting Debo Samuels back there. And I don't think he's going to steal nearly as many uh, touches this year. I don't think he wants to. I don't yeah, think that they're going to. happen there. So I think that helps him out. Um, and the other guys have not proven themselves at all. And on top of that, um, I feel like this is the year you have to play Trey Sermon. And I have very little confidence in him. I think they have to. Like, they're a run first team. Yep. And I think that he is going to get first crack. And if if he does as well as he did last year, he doesn't have to do better. If he does as well as he did last year, the guy is in and he stays healthy. He could he could just walk into a top ten spot. Yep. That's the wild part about and it. And Mitchell's not gonna he, he's he's not even a free agent for a few years. Why not why not just run him into the ground? Right? I mean, they're not he's not getting a second contract very big. So I, I don't know. think they want any of these no. guys to. I think so, they know like anyone halfway decent can run behind the line. We'll, we'll figure it out. Yep. So and he can do everything. It's what if he if he's the clear cut starter when the season rolls around and he's still in the twenties. It's a great value for Elijah Mitchell. So, all right, there we go. There's two players each. We'll, we'll have more for sure in, in July. I mean, I'm looking at the list now. I could mm-hmm. name a bunch. Not going to today, but th- they'll be there. We definitely have a lot of good good values out there. But that'll do it for today. Next week we'll be back talking about some overvalued players, so everyone can get upset and yell at me. So can't wait. Sounds good. Talk to you guys then. <laughs>